Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you're joining me for this episode of the Penboy Roy Entertainment Podcast. We're at episode number 122. We had a good time in this episode because this week we have on a guest, we have Mr. Michael Highland of Turning Point Pens. A different approach to the fountain pen making and custom pen making hobby. So we talked to him, and he gives us some insight into his company and to his philosophy. It's a very interesting conversation. I'm glad we had it. It's truly unique, one-of-a-kind, and he makes these one-of-a-kind pens. You really need to hear him out. Are they pricey? Could be. It depends. So we talk about it. He shares his story and deep values and the things that fuel his mission in making heirloom pens. Heirloom pens. That's really what it's all about. So... Let's talk about sponsorships. Make sure you check out Goldspot at goldspot.com. More specifically, my affiliate link. It's in the description below. If you're going to buy stuff, you might as well help me out while you're doing it. And you guys have been doing great with that. I really do appreciate it. The, the link is in the description. It is my affiliate link. And don't forget also, just to give it a shot, don't forget to use coupon code ROY to get an additional discount throughout the Goldspot store. And that excludes some brands, some snobby brands. I'm just kidding. They're not snobby. I, I love all the brands. Anyway, <laughs> throwing some shade. I like it. So, there's something out there for pre-sale from Luxury Brands of America. It is a Banu pen. Now, the new Banu pen that's coming out soon, well, actually there's two. It's the Banu Four Leaf Clover and Dream Bean. Okay, so the Four Leaf Clover, clover is what you would expect. They take, I guess, Four Leaf Clovers. I don't know how, like you can never find a Four Leaf Clover. Isn't it like really hard to find? I don't know how they got enough to throw it into pens, but... They got clovers. I'm not sure. I got to verify if they use four-leaf clovers or not, and they put it into the pen. And then there's also, so it's a green pen with green speckles in it and clovers. It's it's cute. It's what you would expect. It, it looks really cool. It's black and green. It's similar to that of the Shooting Star, but it's not... It's not meteorite dust. It's clovers. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. And then there's this other one. I didn't think I would like it as much as I do now that I'm looking at it. You can look at it on Instagram. It's called the Dream Bean. So for those of you who don't know what they're talking about, this has nothing to do with coffee, though it could sound like it. The Dream Bean is some sort of a bean that gets people crazy high or something like that. They grind this up and they put it into the pen or something like that. That's the basic story that I kind of got, I might be wrong. I'm going to have to elaborate. And if I'm wrong, I'll correct it. But as far as I know, I think it's funny. It's called the dream bean. So people would eat this bean from wherever country it's from. I, I think it's Africa. This is, like I said, this is all just speculation and information, bits of information I got. None of it is actually verified. When I get verified information, I'll make sure that I give it to you guys. So that way I'm not giving you bad information. But it's dream bean. They grind up this dream bean. I think it gets people high. I think it's kind of cool. And they put it into the pen. And I don't know anything else about it. Otherwise, it looks cool. It looks like a brown coffee-themed pen, but it's not coffee. Having said that, don't buy this pen and melt it down and snort to the pen, please. Don't do that. But anyway, it's coming from Banu. The Four Leaf Clover and Dream Bean, they look really nice. Part of the Talisman collection. So keep your eyes open for that. It's on pre-sale. I don't know what that means because a lot of retailers, they won't sell you something until they actually get it in hand. So I don't know. 
maybe check out gold spot and put yourselves on a mailing list if you want but there it is so the banu four-leaf clover and dream bean talisman so keep your eyes out for that also don't forget about my good friend neil over at brlcoffeecompany.com so brlcoffeeco.com beans rhymes life that's what brl stands for brl so it's brlcoffeeco.com and make sure to use coupon code roy at checkout for an additional savings on all products on the brl coffee co website they got some great coffee they just don't have dream beans for coffee i don't think that would go over very well who knows i don't know but anyway this week was a great episode, so I hope you guys really enjoy it. There's no potty mouth words this week, I don't think. I don't think I dropped any just because Michael had such a important and serious message when it came to his brand and everything like that, and I didn't want to dilute it. But it was still super interesting, and we had a great time, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Anyway, there's no forewarning now, right? I don't know what to say. But anyway, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. I'm really excited today because today, as we sometimes do once in a while, we have guests on. And today's guest is a gentleman. His name is Michael Highland of Turning Point Pens, and he can be found at turningpointpenco.com. So we're really excited to have Michael on the show with us today. Michael, thanks for doing this with us. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate the invite and excited to be here with you guys. Cool. So listen, I'm going to be completely and totally frank with you, okay? We don't know much about Turning Point Pen Company. And before your team reached out to us to have you on the show, we really didn't know much about it. I, I never visited your site. And I actually didn't do much research on you just because I thought it would be fun because there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this who have never experienced anything regarding Turning Point Pen Company. Some people may not have even heard yeah. of your company. So I yeah. want to start fresh just like our listeners. Tell us about you. Tell us about Turning Point Pen Company. But before we do that, who are you? Like, How did you get into fountain pens? Are you a fountain pen enthusiast? How old are you? How come your hair is so long? Why are you called the Fabio of fountain <laughs> pens? Because we do call you the Fabio of fountain pens. Talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, It's been quite a ride so far. Um, and there's definitely a uh, a very simple answer for the, the reason that you guys, nor probably a lot of your listeners, have really had a lot of experience with Turning Point Pen Company. Um, it's the fact that we've, we've really lived outside of the, the standard pen appreciator's world. Um, but I'll get there. So I am, uh, Michael Kawaji Highland, um, grew up in Richmond, Virginia. Um, my heritage and the reason for my long curly hair is that I'm half Lebanese. Uh, mom's side is Lebanese, dad's side is Irish and German. Um, I'm a professional Lebanese dancer. I just love life, man. Mm. I uh, I really enjoy everything that I do, and and everything that I do is really centered around one simple thing. It's that I want people to 
appreciate life. I want to give people a reason to be excited about what they're doing, to be excited about uh, who they are and their accomplishments and, you know, celebrate those special moments in life. I think a lot of times we get on this hamster wheel, right? Day to day, week to week, month to month. And we forget to acknowledge and to highlight those really special moments. What makes our life so purposeful and meaningful? Mm-hmm. That's, that is what I am all about. And that's really what the Turning Point brand is, is about as well. And all of the other things that I do, the, the dancing, um, I consult for other small businesses around uh, messaging, positioning, um, client attraction, stuff like that. Um, and of course, Turning Point Pen Company. That's really cool. I like I do like the motivation where you're saying that you just want people to appreciate life and the life that they have. But I have a question in regard to that. What is it that you've seen in your experience growing up or living in Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, or just even with family history that prompts you to say people need to appreciate life more? Like what have you seen that makes you feel that people don't appreciate life? Yeah, I've I've been around the world um in in a lot of my life and um and really just a lot of different things have have brought me to this appreciative perspective. Um first of all, in my my later teen years, early 20s, I experienced a lot of loss in my life, especially of people. Um so I just was, you know, we all hear tomorrow's not promised or, you know, all of the the phrases that have come from that, but I really felt that, um, during those times. Then I go over to, to the Middle East. I've been, I've spent time in Jordan and in, in Lebanon, um, where my roots are. And, um, you know, in Jordan, this was actually, uh, a trip with a bunch of people. It's kind of one of those group trips. Mm -hmm. We even, I got the opportunity to go with the, the organizers of the trip and drive through the Syrian refugee camps. And they only let me come because I, I looked, you know, the Middle Eastern part. Um, I could, I could sound like them with the, I'm not fluent in Arabic. Uh, we're working on that, but with the words that I could say, I kind of sounded like them. So they were like, you know, this, this could be safe for, for you to go through. And so I saw the way that those people were living. I -hmm. saw the poverty. I saw that they had, you know, less than nothing sometimes, but even through those areas, even through those periods, I could see that there was a happiness, there was a joy, there was an appreciation. You know, right. these people have so much life in them. And then I go over to Lebanon and it's it's similar. It's not quite as bad as the refugee camps, believe me there. But, mm-hmm. you know, they definitely don't have what we have here in the U.S. Sure. And, and I'm assuming that most of your listeners are, are in the U.S. or in a, a first world country somewhere. Um, and yeah, it, it's even just like those emerging countries, um, the the joy, the appreciation, the life in those people is so amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's that really inspired me, you know, oh, wow. um, and, and through all of those experiences, I think that's where I got this idea to to bring this back to the U.S., to my communities. And I just wanted that love of life for everyone who was around me and myself included. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I mean, it's usually, it's it's usually something where a person sees life in an entirely different perspective. It's almost like a wake up call, yeah, if you will. And 
I can certainly understand that perspective. My question to you, this is like a second part of the question is, after all you've seen and you just this drive and motivation to have people appreciate life based on everything that you've seen and the hardships that you've seen around the world, what's the connection to pens and fountain pens? Why pens to be the vehicle of motivating people to appreciate and love their lives? Amazing. That's, that's the most beautiful connection you could have made, Roy. <laughs> um, because segue. I asked myself, I asked myself that same question over and over and over and over again. The, the inception for this pen company. So I was introduced to pen making actually when I was 12 years old, I've been making pens for 12 years, uh, since I was 12 years old. Um, and I've been making them for almost two decades now. I'm, I'm 29. Okay. And, um, so I've been making pens for a very long time. Um, even a lot of the, the older guys who are making them, uh, probably been making pens longer than they have. So I was introduced to this craft at a very, very young age. I've been doing it for almost my whole life. Okay. And who, I, it was who, just I'm a hobby. I, I took a passion to, to it. I'm sorry. And a yeah. man named Andrew Sloan was my shop teacher. I um, okay. was in Chickahominy Middle School out here. We were so lucky to have one of the best middle school or high school shops um, around the nation. He had just built this up, passionate woodworker, amazing craftsman. Mm-hmm. And um, he saw that I, I took a passion to it. And so he would even bring me in. He, he did some after school programs and we were making different things, but he would always have me at the Penn Station because he knew that I loved it. Man, I, I felt like Harry Potter, okay? <laughs> I'm a 12 year old over here turning these rectangles into cylinders, you know, on the lathe, the craft of turning. And um, I just loved it. So I Did took you actually hobby, make like passion. a wand though to kind of go along with the Harry Potter thing? You could have like a make like a little <laughs> wand, you know, instead of the pen. Oh, I've made so many things. My uncle was a professional <laughs> jazz drummer. I made him drumsticks. I've made <laughs> candlestick holders and goblets and wands. Yes, my brother's obsessed with Harry Potter. And um, yeah, so, so, I've, so this I've done a whole bunch of things. This guy introduced you to wood turning. That was the first thing that you were introduced to. And But he wasn't necessarily introducing you to pens. Is that correct? That's what I'm getting. No, it was both. Um, okay. So he, he taught me the craft. We made okay. a bunch of different things. We tried, you know, probably five or six different projects. And the one that stuck with me was the pen. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm. Was he a fan of pens himself or did it just happen to be those were one of the things he made or taught you to make? I think it's a little bit of half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the things that, that he made. It was one of the more popular projects in, in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also saw the value, you know, he, he had some amazing connections. Um, he, he got some very historical, beautiful, rare woods, um, even from some of the pilgrim ships and everything like that. And we would make, make pieces out of those pens and sell them as, um, fundraisers and such for, mm-hmm. for the shop or whatever cause we were working with at that point. Um, so he definitely saw the value. Hmm, that's interesting. So you're 12 Very years, cool. you're 12 years he, old. He at wasn't this time. a pen guy. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. So you're 12 yeah, years old. He, he wasn't time. a pen guy, but he definitely saw the value. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So you're 12 years old at this time. This guy is teaching you how to do wood turning. You're getting into the hobby of wood turning and you're starting to make pens. At this time in your life, you haven't traveled around or done anything yet, correct? Correct. Okay. 
So we're learning how to wood turn and everything like that. So keep going from there. What what happens in your life at this point? You're starting to learn the craft. That's kind of like the seed being planted for the pen making. It was. Um, and then we can really fast forward to uh, when I graduated. I, I played Division One soccer um, mm-hmm. in college. I was a goalkeeper at James Madison University. Go Dukes. And nice. um, when I graduated from, from my undergrad degree um, in, in communication studies and um, a double major in, in Arabic, modern foreign language, I had a friend who randomly just kind of blurted out, man, I really want my parents to commemorate my time here at school with a really nice fountain pen. And I said, you know, that's, that's odd. (laughs) I never thought about a pen being, you know, a commemoration like that, but you know what? I could probably, I've made some decent pens in my life. Um, I could probably do some research, figure out how to go bigger and better and, and make you that really special piece. And the energy that that brought up in her was what drove me to start this brand. She's jumping up and down. She's listing off why this is going to be the most special gift that she had ever received in her life. I know the artist is going to be custom for me. It's going to be so amazingly special. We can put these colors in it and everything like that. And that energy drove me. That made me want to do it for more and more and more people. Mm -hmm. How old are you at this time? I'm 29. No, no, I don't mean right now. I'm talking about fast forwarding to when she was asking you about getting a custom pen made. How old are you now? Oh, um, well, that was, that was 2015. Okay. Um, so that was about seven years ago. Oh, okay. So right now you've, you've got some more pen making experience under your belt. Have we, tra- have we started traveling yet? Or is this before that journey that you, where you traveled around the world and gained all this experience? Yeah, we've, uh, we've traveled. Um, I've been to Jordan. I think that was just before I went to Lebanon, mm-hmm. um, started, you know, traveling around the U S and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at, at that point, and I had, you know, a number of success stories under my belt already, just even from, um, being on the soccer team, making that dream come true. That's, that's mm-hmm. a whole nother story in itself. Mm-hmm. We'd, uh, we'd have to record another hour-long podcast episode for that one (laughs) but um but I I had that fire that motivation um and really it just when I thought about maybe I don't have to go you know go out and and find a job and and feel out different things that I might or might not want to do you know this already feels good maybe I can can make a living around this um Mm -hmm. because one of the things that she said my friend was and my parents are paying for it so charge me whatever you want (laughs) and I said you know what maybe I could actually do this as business. And so that's how Turning Point Pen Company started. So that was in 2015, you said, right? Correct. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So so is that is that the seed that planted the, is that what planted the seed of starting the business of Turning Point Pens? Yes, that okay. is what gave me the business idea. Up until then, it had just been a hobby. Mm-hmm. That is the point when I started doing it professionally. Oh, I see. Okay, so... I'm sorry. Was that the year that the the company started, or or was that just the day that was that the day you're like, hey, I can do this? That was the hey, I can do this day. 
Um, okay. and, and it's the first day that we like, you know, I, I made a sale. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in a roundabout way, you could say that's when the company started. I, I organized officially and everything in 2017, um, okay. after a couple of years of trying different things, pop-up shops and selling here and selling there and asking a ton of questions all over the place. And even asking myself, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. And this is actually kind of comes back around to your previous question of, um, you know, how does all of that tie into pens, right? Mm-hmm. And it all ties in because I did this research. I questioned over and over again, do I want to do pens? Like, is that the medium that I want to to bring this significance and this meaning and this intentionality into the world? Mm-hmm. I knew that there was a product out there and I knew I wanted to get that message out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And over and over again, I've studied, I've studied the luxury market. And there is no better way to create significance that somebody can, can use. It'll make a huge impact in their life. They can identify with it so strongly as a luxury fountain pen or a luxury writing instrument in general. Hmm. That's why I stick with pens. I see. Well, that's a, that's a wonderful connection. In your experience, having traveled to countries that have hardships, was there any one particular event or tragedy or story or something that you witnessed or experienced that always comes back to you when you're making or designing a pen? It's really just a general feeling. I think there's a number of instances, a number of moments that, that really culminate in the general feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, it's really a part of, of the brand, you know, because when we are, when we're doing custom work, which is what we've solely been doing for the last couple of years, um, getting into more pre-designed stuff now, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, but when we're doing the custom work, we are very focused in what do you want this pen to represent? What Mm -hmm. feeling do you want this to bring out when you see it or when you use it, right? It's, it's really all about how special can we make this piece? Mm-hmm. That's that's so it's really that general feeling. So on your website, I noticed that you don't have a lot of pens listed for sale. You don't have pens that people can readily buy very much, but you do have kind of like a form where you communicate with the buyer. You ask them questions like, oh, what do you want this? I'll I'll just look at it right now. Custom pen discovery form. I actually like the title of that because Mm -hmm. what we're doing right now is (laughs) as best as Ken, you created a template to make this pen significant and particular for each person. So just so everybody listening, if you're not looking at the turningpointpencompany.com website, start designing your custom bespoke pen in three simple steps. One, answer the questions below. Two, press send. Three, schedule your design session with our designer. So then you have a whole list of questions. What kind of pen type? Obviously, they're going to choose fountain pen. Would you like your pen to be thinner, thicker? The overall feel should have, and then I love this, professional, traditional, modern, classy, decorative, artistic, other. So they, they fill this out. They put in their information. What does number three mean? Schedule your design session with our designer. What, is, what happens when I do that? Like if I hit number three, get to number three, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So it all comes back to that word that you focused on, Roy, which is discover, mm-hmm. right? Because most of the time when somebody is coming, think about this, right? 
when you want a pen that's going to write, you can go anywhere, right? You can go to any number of companies that make any number of pens. They're all cool designs. They're all beautiful. They all write really, really well, right? When you come to turning point, that's when you want the significance. That's when you want that pen to represent something really special, right? Mm-hmm. You want to give a special gift. You want to, to represent or commemorate uh, a particular moment in your life. Or maybe you're, you're looking to have a piece that you can pass down, you know, a legacy mm-hmm. piece for generations, right? Mm-hmm. So that significance, that is so much harder to put into a pen. And so because of that, people don't generally know how they want to do that. They know they want something special and that's as far as they get. So it's our job to help them guide them along that journey, that thought process of, okay, this is the special moment. How do we represent this? And how do we make that uh, significance kind of embodied in this pen? Does that make sense? Yeah. But I'm more, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm kind so, of wondering, let's pretend for example, I'm here and I'm doing that, right? What would that mm-hmm discussion go like like would it be a zoom call would you call on the telephone and then would you interview me and get information so let's pretend like i'm doing that i'm making a pen and i Mm -hmm. roy want now i'm at my interview so that people who are interested they know what to expect okay so i'm getting a fountain pen made yeah yeah so talk to me explain Mm -hmm. you're you're the designer right Yep, that's that's the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to make sure that that everybody listening kind of has that that idea, right? Like, why do you even come here in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, so once you're here, you fill out the form, you click, um, and so what happens is that form is going to do pretty good with drawing out the main questions that mm-hmm. I'm going to have to ask, right, on a call. But the first step in any custom project for us is for you to sit down with a designer, who okay. that happens to be me. Right. So through most of my life, I have been the designer and the craftsperson um, where I've made the pieces and and designed them and done all every single part of the process. Now we've gotten to a place where we've (laughs) we've just gotten at at, to capacity and have had to kind of restructure a bit, which is a beautiful thing because we can now uplift other people along with, you know, myself and the core team. And so now I am the designer. So what we're going to do is. We will sit down, probably on a Zoom call. Um, phone call is fine if you prefer. You get to choose. And we're just going to have a conversation. And uh, and I'm going to help talk you through the first part of the design process. Um, I'm going to read your answers from that form. And I'm going to start putting together some ideas of materials that we could use. Maybe it's a, a special material from your household. Maybe it's, you know, if you have um, a boat or, you know, we have some clients who have, you know, higher end yachts and stuff like that. So maybe they want uh, building material from one of those really big kind of status pieces in their lives. Mm. Um, so we're going to start putting together what that pen could look like. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go do all of the follow-up design work, put some options together. Um, I'll come back to you. You'll choose, and, and we'll put it into production. Oh, wow. That's, that's really interesting. So you're not – you're actually – because a lot of people use the word custom design, right? I can think of several pen companies that are out there that they'll say, oh, you can custom make a pen. And it's custom made right. insofar as you can pick the color of acrylic. And then you can pick the color of the trim and then you can pick the nib size. 
you're talking a whole nother level of customization, right? You're talking about people can even not only choose the color, but they can actually take material that you don't even have in your shop. They could actually just like, hey, here's my grandmother's ashes. I oh, want yeah. you to make a pen out of that. I saved my children's yes. baby teeth and their umbilical cord. Make me a pen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we what? know what Tom wants. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, so being that there's so much nuance and there's so much possibility in terms of variation when it comes to building a pen out of different materials, what would you say in your experience is the most bizarre and out of this world requests that you've ever had to deal with? That was so far, that was definitely the, the rumors of war piece. Um, that was for celebrity artist Kehinde Wiley. If you're mm -hmm. not familiar with that name, he's the guy who painted President Obama. Um, if you're familiar with that portrait, Obama sitting in the chair, the florals behind him, different flowers representing different things. You seen that? Mm -hmm. uh, no, I haven't. But you're talking about what was the name of the pen called? You said it's so far it's the what you call it's called it? the the rumors of war rumors, rumors of, of war, war commemorative fountain pen um, because so this artist um, he's world renowned celebrity name. Um, he did a statue. Uh, mm -hmm. He was actually in my hometown of Richmond, Virginia, where there were a lot of Confederate statues. And mm -hmm. he got inspired to create a, a statue, a monument of his own in response to these Confederate statues. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just the most beautiful project. Um, I, I absolutely love the, the meaning behind it because it's about progress. It's about, you know, not hiding the past. It's about learning from it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, contextualizing it. And um, just, I loved everything about it. I'm all about that message. Mm -hmm. And um, so we actually got to do the commemorative fountain pen. This, this monument was unveiled first in New York, and then they brought it down to the site where um, it was conceived uh, by mm -hmm. Kehinde. And so it lives now at the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. And so at this big unveiling, um, I was very, I was so fortunate, honored to, to be tasked with creating the commemorative piece for Kehinde himself. Um, oh, so wow. I presented it to him at the, the VIP banquet after the unveiling, very big deal. Um, you know, this is, this is a big cultural event. He had his suit tailored so that, you know, he could wear a bulletproof vest under it and everything like that it was crazy. Mm. Um, but in that particular fountain pen, I can actually, if you're interested, I can send you the pamphlet for it. Um, we did, uh, every single piece was custom. Um, even the sterling silver we did for the clip and the center band was hand carved by uh, our partner jeweler here in Richmond, Virginia, one of the best metal carvers that I've ever seen. Um, we custom cast the clip in the fashion of a Nike shoelace because mm. the, the man on the horse in the statue, instead of being a Confederate general, mm. is... A young black guy wearing ripped jeans and a hoodie and Nikes, and he's got his hair braided, you know? Um, super cool statue. If, mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it, look it up. Rumors of War statue. Okay. Um, so we just... The, the clip of the pen is actually a Nike shoelace that was cast into sterling silver. Mm -hmm. um, the center band, uh, because the, the, in the mon monument, the guy's on a horse. The center band is um, a sterling silver casing with braided imported African horse hair that I, mm. I brought from Africa. 
Um, we braided that, cast it into a clear resin, and uh, created the center band out of that. And then we have um, another uh, hand-carved uh, metal piece on the back of it that marries a diamond with a wood grain carving. Uh, mm. The diamond being the Turning Point logo, and then wood grain kind of um, commemorating, you know, what's what's ancient can also kind of come into the the present and the future, and and really impact how we do things. Um, the colors are very significant of every kind of skin color that is here on earth. And then you uncap the pen to find a ruby red grip section mm -hmm. um, on the fountain pen, which represents that we are all the same color on the inside with our blood. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the pen right now. It's one, there's an image of it on your website in mm -hmm. this gorgeous like clamshell box slash case. And I'm also looking at a a website. I don't even know where the website is. I'm not I'm not really handy with this stuff. And so, what is the section made of? I'm looking at uh, is that acrylic or is that wood? It's a resin. Yep, it's a resin. Okay. Yeah, there, it's uh, aluminite resin. Okay. Oh, and the oh, my favorite part. I actually forgot my favorite part of that pen to, to tell you about in the viewing window that you see right there. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not on the website, go on the website and check this out. The viewing window um, is actually soil and brick from different significant points around Richmond, Virginia that were historically significant to um, the period that, that that statue is commenting on, which is the Reformation. Um, mm -hmm. Lumpkin Slave Jail and the um, the the largest African American armory from the Civil War, uh, different pieces like that. That's where the brick in the soil is from, and we suspended that into clear resin and, and made that the viewing window. Oh wow, that's very interesting. Can I just read the description you have here on the website? It says this incredibly significant commemorative gift was custom made for celebrity artist Kinde Wiley. The bespoke fountain pen features include custom cast sterling silver accents, custom cast resin, and personal live engravings. So based on this, this was a gift. Did you not charge money for this? Like, what's the story with that? Oh, we get it sponsored. You know, if, if anything like that, we'll, we'll have random or, or significant organizations that are connected to whatever we're doing and we'll partner up and, um, and we'll sponsor the, uh, the piece. Mm, I see. Wow. It is a, it's a very intricate, very beautiful pen for sure. I'm looking at the nib as as close as I can tell. Is that is that is that a Yovo nib or a Bach? It looks to me like a Yovo nib. Am I correct? Yovo. Yovo. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Very nice. And but what would something Good like eyes. this cost? If let's say somebody wanted something like this made, not in, not particularly the exact same thing, but the same pen pedigree, you got all this custom casting, you got this custom metalwork, what would that cost somebody if they said, hey, I need a pen made and I want it to be significant like this one? Oh, man. Well, if you want to get that crazy, I mean, you're probably talking upwards of 10, 15,000. Wow. Um, of course, we do a lot of, of custom casts. Now, mind you, that one is hand-carved metal, right? Mm -hmm. That one is where I personally went out to these sites, got the soil, got the brick, dried it all, suspended it in resin. You know, we, this was very, very intensive in, in labor and time mm -hmm. and, and even just thought, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, I mean, 
you're talking the top tier that you could ever find of custom, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we do a lot of, of custom castings um, that aren't particularly hand-carved, right? Mm -hmm. you, can, you can custom cast with wax molds and everything like that. We'll do silvers, we'll do golds, we'll palladiums. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you're looking at somewhere between, you know, 2000 3000 something like that for a standard uh, piece with custom cast metals precious metals stuff like that so mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be quite as crazy as the rumors piece right how long did it take for you to make this pen from start to finish start to finish that one took i believe it was 4 months wow wow four months how many people well, is it a lot of sourcing all this extra material and you know and, and custom making each of the parts and it, there's just just so much intensive labor in every single piece of it so it's not like you know it's really I, I can't even look at one part and be like oh well you know that might be like the easy part that you could there's like nothing easy about <laughs> it it's just <laughs> probably no. the easiest thing was was the the yovo nib but just being able to put that exactly. in there it's like <laughs> <laughs> So what's, what's so interesting about this is from what I'm seeing, do you have anything that you can offer someone who is a casual fountain pen enthusiast? Or it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're really more for the highly specialized collector. Correct. Um, well, sort of correct, I will say. We are for the person who wants to commemorate something truly special in their life, mm -hmm. right? And because we chose the route of fountain pens, we do have a lot of pen appreciators coming and saying, hey, I want to I get something made. Great. Let's, let's talk about what kind of significance you want to put into it, right? We start around $600. So mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't have to be absolutely insane or, or even up at like, you know, 1000 2000 3000 to, to get a turning point piece. Um, mm -hmm. But we want it to be something that really will impact your life, right? Because think about this. If you get even a $50 pen, Right? You get a $50 pen or even a $100 pen. It's going to be a nice piece. right? You're going to be happy. You're going to be proud. You're going to write with it, and it's going to feel pretty good. Mm -hmm. Think about if that piece was $1,000. right? If you paid $1,000 and it had this amazing significance, it was customized to you, it had the, 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 the parts of your life represented in it that really, truly make you proud. Mm -hmm. How much different does it feel to write with that piece than the one hundred dollar piece? Well, Roy, you have like a one of a, a couple of one of a kind pieces, right? Yes, you have like something. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it is truly special. It's 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 something that is much more sentimental to the person that it was specifically made for than anybody else. I agree. Right. Right. Definitely. And and that's what we go for. Mm hmm. I just find it very interesting that you use specifically pens to do this because it seems to me based on everything mm -hmm. I'm hearing about you, you could make anything anybody wants. Like if somebody came to you and said, Hey, listen, I know you're turning point pen company, but you guys do such a fantastic job at customizing stuff. Can you make me a knife handle? I feel like you could do that too. I feel like you can do anything. Right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely could. Um, and you know, I mean, people have come and asked those types of questions before. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Business-wise, we've chosen to stick with pens. If we do choose to take on a project outside of it, cool, you know, make, mm-hmm. make the ask. Uh, and we might be able to facilitate it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we, what we do in our communication and our marketing, everything like that, is we really want to define this brand as a luxury pen brand because of how much we value and appreciate the pen aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the future, I'm sure that we'll venture out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about a lot of the big companies, you know, they, they are known as pen brands and they do a whole lot more. You know, Blanc is, they've got, you know, leather goods and briefcases and, you know, watches and smart watches. It's, it's all, you know, uh, along the message, right? And so since mm-hmm. we are message based, I'm sure that we'll do some other more lifestyle type things. You know, for instance, later this year, uh, we're going to bring back our accessories lines, which look like, um, you know, we've done cufflinks, we've done wine stoppers before, stuff like that. Things that would, would add to, to life. Um, if you actually go to the accessories page, you can kind of see how we communicate about those types of things. They're not quite there yet. Uh, so you won't see those products on there, not released. Uh, so you're getting the inside scoop. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll definitely have some other items. Um, however, in all of our communication currently, we are just focusing on the pen aspect uh, because we do see it as the most significant. Mm-hmm. Do you have a love for fountain pens yourself? Like, do you do you write in a journal? Like, do you have any kind of pens yourself? Oh, absolutely. Um, I definitely love pens. I, I remember when I was young, my uh, one of my best friends, his father used to be a rep for pharmaceutical companies. And so, you know, they've got all of their promo pens and everything like that. And he'd bring down his shoebox of pens and he'd say, all right, boys, you can you can pick one pen today. And so we'd rifle through the box and this one clicks this way and this one's heavier and this one writes better. And, you know, so we've, I've, I've thought about this, you know, a lot since I started the business, like, did that impact me at all? So I'm definitely uh, a, a big appreciator of fountain pens, even a good rollerball pen, just the experience of writing, I think is, mm-hmm. is really what I'm super into. Um, I absolutely journal, even like I do have a, a, a paper tablet, the Remarkable tablet, and I chose that one because it has more of a tactile feel than, say, an iPad or something like that. Mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate that a lot. I hear you. Do you have a favorite pen brand that's like a commercial brand like Montegrappa, Aurora, Montblanc, Parker, something like that? Um, I, the more significant, the, the more special to me. Um, so I love the, all of the kind of commemorative, more so commemorative ones, Mm -hmm. um, probably more so on the, like along the Visconti line is, uh, is my personal preference if we're talking about big box brands. Mm -hmm. Um, but even more so than that, I, I really genuinely appreciate the, the smaller pen makers as well, uh, since, you know, I am and was one. Right. I mean, still are. What, what smaller pen rake makers do you see out there that you appreciate oh man there's so many um one of one of my very good friends uh and and one of my favorites is always herbert pen company he's he's uh just an awesome guy um great real authentic and uh and he makes amazing pens Mm -hmm. what do you think of people like because i look at your pens and there's a lot of things about your pens that Make me think of David Oscarson because of how. Yeah, I was getting that vibe too. Yeah. yeah. What's your opinions on David Oscarson? It's so cool. 
Oh, I, I absolutely love David Oscarson. We, uh, we always love chatting at the pen shows and everything. Um, the, you're actually not the first person at all to, to make that connection. And it's, uh, it's really an honor for me to hear. It's, it's very humbling. I respect a lot about David, um, not only the, the pieces that he's made um, and the brand that he's built, but also kind of how he's been able to get it out to the market and, um, and everything like that. So yeah, that's, that's a, a big compliment guys. I really appreciate that. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. very well-made stuff. Tom, you were going to say something. Oh, I, I think what's wonderfully unconventional about uh, the turning point uh, brand is that, well, within, let's say talking about like David Oscarson or Visconti special editions is that they create these pieces and they produce them in, let's say, even if they're super, super rare, limited editions, they produce them in batches and every single one of them is made to be identical or just it be in commemoration of something, you know, and they're, they adhere to a certain theme. But like right. what, what, with, with what you do is, is that you, you are allowing the writer, the end user to use their imagination and to basically come to the table with the like with the idea of the pen themselves so that it's truly one of a kind unique sort of piece that could have any sort of uh, amount of significance we were talking actually last week about uh infusing the meteorite dust into the the bennu talisman pen but this takes it to a Mm -hmm. whole new level where you could infuse it with whatever that has a significance in your life so uh, like, I don't know, hypothetically, I, you could tell me if you do this or not, but let's say like you have a ring of a family member who has, you know, passed away. Maybe you could actually take that yes. ring, incorporate it as like the barrel ring on the cap, that sort of thing. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Yes. It's um, it's almost like the difference is on these limited edition lines, there is a point of inspiration that is a moment that happened in the world, right? Well, when when you come to us for your custom piece, you are the inspiration. You know, it's your life and your ideas and your experiences and your accomplishments that are inspiring this this beautiful custom piece, whether it's one of one or one of three or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's, it's commendable. And I think it's an awesome idea to be able to facilitate this for people. And I just think it, you know, especially when I, when I know the kind of mentality behind the, the consumer and, and somebody who buys luxury pens, myself included, is that, is that you, you tend to try to look on at what's on offer and say, does that match with what my tastes are? Whereas mm-hmm. what you're just offering is, well, what do you want to see? And that, you know, that sort of level of freedom is like, is like not, you know, it's, it's not really available, I think, in any other brand. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I, I know some brands, like, let's say you can go to, you know, a certain pen maker and say, you know, I want to customize this pen by putting this acrylic with this type of trim and that, but, but like to the level that you're taking it is like a different scale altogether. I was thinking about that. Do you think that actually can be a hindrance at some point? And let me elaborate Uh, what I'm asking. It's you're taking people who you're an artist, obviously, and 
Tom is, you may not know, he's also an artist and he's very well versed and trained in artistry. So if you ask someone like you Tom. You are so complimentary to me today. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm always complimenting you, Tom. But if you ask someone like Tom how he wants his pen to be personalized, significant, and customized, he will have a good idea. But that's right. because you're speaking to an artist. I know artist. where you're getting with this. Right. So, like, what do you do if someone, you know, they're, they're a banker or they're a guy who works on Wall Street or they're, you know, anything, has no experience with art. They yeah. come to you. You're kind of giving them an unlimited amount of ingredients and telling them to make your favorite dish, mm -hmm. but they don't know how to cook. Yep. How do you deal with that? Yep. Roy, I think we are two peas in a pod. We're cut from the same cloth, man, because exactly when, uh, when Tom was speaking, I was thinking the same exact thing, <laughs> um, that there is so much freedom. We can do pretty much anything for you and represent anything, any moment in your life, any accomplishment in a, a pen. Mm -hmm. and it's a guided experience. So that is, it, you don't have that um, kind of choice overload, mm -hmm. right? It's, it, you are working with a designer who is going to guide you through the whole process. All you have to do is come with the ideas and we make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, so even with the unlimited kind of freedom that you have within this process, we make sure that it is very simple and very, very easy to get to that end result, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be no overwhelm. It's not complicated. That's, that is what we do. And that's why we do it so, so well. And that's why people come to us is, right. uh, is because we have simplified the whole thing for you. That's, that's yeah. actually awesome. And yeah. And now, and now I think you see the reason for the the need for the design call. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's that's yes. definitely <laughs> what I was going through because you can't just feel like you could just type as much as you want, but there's no guidance. But the design call is kind of what guides a person and kind of holds their hand along the creative process. You're actually giving them the ability to be an artist if they're not an artist, and I think that's fantastic. Now, fountain pens, as you know, is a niche market, and it's a, it's a small niche market that it's not very commercialized, not very popular, but mm -hmm. Turning Point Pen Company is almost a niche within a niche within a niche because it's so incredibly <laughs> customized and specialized. What is your strategy to get people to come to you, right? Like, what is your strategy in terms of, because you have people who, like me and people like Tom, who are really into fountain pens, but... right don't really know much about this level of customization. We're always given the options. Mm -hmm. We're not the ones presenting the options. How are you going to reach out to people right. so that this company, Turning Point Pen Company, can continue to be successful and sustainable? So this is a, this is a super cool kind of concept that you're getting at here. Um, and it brings us back to what you said at the very beginning of, of this recording, Roy, which is, I haven't seen a lot about Turning Point Pen Company. I don't think a lot of our viewers have seen a lot about Turning Point Pen Company. How are you this big, successful, you know, company? I won't say big. Um, this, this company who is running and thriving, it's kind of been under our nose, right? It's a pen company. How do we not know about it? Right. <laughs> right? Yes. And this strategy that we are talking about is the reason for it. We have lived for, uh, since 2015, Roy. Mm -hmm. um, 
and when I organized in 2017, and even up to this day, we have lived outside of the pen appreciators world. We have lived kind of in, we, we've done a lot of projects for, you know, everyday people who don't know a thing about fountain pens and, and attorneys and real estate agents and corporations. And we've done pieces for celebrities like Kende Wiley. We've done pieces for the U.S. White House. Mm-hmm. But it's all been outside of that that first niche that you talked about, which is the pen niche, right? Right. And so we're very focused on, right. And so, like you said, we are a niche within a niche within a niche. But because we take one small part of that bigger niche, we have kind of spread it out through a number of different niches. Mm -hmm. And now, since we have been successful in those other niches, the real estates, the attorneys, the even the, the, the high impact projects is what I call kind of celebrities, um, larger corporations, unveilings, White House, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now that we have been there, we've lived there, we've, we've more or less established ourselves there, um, we are now coming into the pen appreciators world and, um, and kind of saying, hey, <laughs> We're here. <laughs> like we've been doing I mean, this. You know, can we do anything for you guys too? I think that's really awesome. I love it. But and I'm not I'm not a devil's advocate type of person here. But I want to please <laughs> see if what are you willing to compromise to be part of the pen community? Because what I'm what I'm saying is this in the fountain pen community, we the fountain pen community is a very awesome community. They're very open to ideas. They're very open to new pens and concepts. But you're also talking about a group of people who are extremely, extremely careful and picky about what they spend their money mm-hmm. on, right? You can get a person yes. who will spend $150 on a pen, but they will analyze and scrutinize every element of anything that Mm -hmm. made that pen cost $150. And a lot of times you're going to find in the fountain pen community, we're not talking about people who are high-end bankers or who make million-dollar salaries. You're talking about people who have moderate incomes, who love fountain pens, and you're talking Mm -hmm. about people who can appreciate a pen as cheap as $25, and that could be their grail pen up Mm -hmm. to maybe a $300 Leonardo pen, and that's the most that they have ever spent. Based on everything your company is describing and you're describing about your company, how are you going to meet a market where the average pen user spends about two to $300 per pen? Are there sacrifices that your company is willing to make or less customizations, or are you going to make a commercial line that they can afford? What what kind of strategy do you have in terms of that? We're very open to a lot of different things, Roy, um, mm-hmm. and very sensitive to the idea that that what you're saying is very true. Um, and, and believe me, I've I've seen it, I've felt it, I've known it. You know, when you the first thing you said was, "What are you willing to compromise?" Right. Mm-hmm. This brand is so rooted in our mission and in our message that life is special, that we need to acknowledge and be intentional about living that special life, you know, about, about recognizing the meaning in life, right? Mm-hmm. We're not willing to compromise anything. We, we will never compromise anything. 
If, mm-hmm. if you buy a turning point piece, you are going to get an amazing piece that is going to be significant. You are going to feel proud every time you pick it up, you use it. I'm not willing to, to compromise anything. Maybe we will come and create a, a line that is a little bit more cost effective in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we stay as this aspirational brand where, you know, our message is what the, the average pen appreciator is going to cling to and say, that is inspirational. That is motivational. That makes me want to be intentional about my life. I love it. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't want one of those pens. Maybe they're too expensive. I don't know. But, but I want to inspire that person nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Right. So there, the world is our oyster, Roy. We, all of us, you, me, um, you who's listening to this podcast right now, right. We have so many options and, and there are so many ways to do things you know, we're going to fill it out. We're going to see, you know, what, uh, what we can do for this market, what people want from us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other end, we're also not going to compromise any of our values, any of this, this message of significance and meaning while we mm-hmm. do it. I see. I see. That's, that's, I like that you're sticking to your guns and, and doing that. So essentially what you're saying is you're bringing turning point company, the turning point pen company to the fountain pen niche and you're going to do everything that you can to accommodate for the fountain pen enthusiasts community like our community and that may be in the form of creating a more cost-effective pen but what you will not do is you will not lose the significance of the turning point pen company by diluting the message of importance and cherishing life did i sum that up absolutely hit the nail on the head Alrighty, that sounds that sounds really cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of pens that you are going to, if any, that you're going to be able to provide for the fountain pen community that is more cost effective and, you know, I guess cheaper. So that way it's more. <laughs> so that way it's more available for people. Like when when you say that, are you talking about more? I guess more standard lines of pens similar to that of the Herbert Pen Company because I know you mentioned that earlier. So you mentioned Well, I guess we're going to see, you know, mm-hmm. this it's uh it's a new it's a new thing that we are really opening up and um and coming to the the niche pen shows and and everything like that, you know, it's I've been coming to the pen shows for a number of years, so I I know the market well enough. I I knew exactly what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, like I say, we, we've done what we've done for a number of years, um, and it's working, and it's doing well. Um, we, are, we are one of the things that we've been holding on to so far is we are keeping it artisan-made. Um, mm-hmm. So even while I am more so stepping into the sole designer role now, uh, mm-hmm. we're able to, to have other people who are wonderful, amazing craftspeople um, to come work with us to create these pieces. So there's mm-hmm. the scalability in there, too. Um, how, you know, how many so, designers do you have in your company? One designer. So I, I'm the sole designer. Um, sometimes I will work with another artisan and we can do mm-hmm. a collaboration piece. Um, but as far as like in-house turning point designer, that, that is my role. Oh, okay. How many people are on your team uh, or in your company? Right now we have, I believe, six people working with turning point. Okay. That's cool. 
I, yeah, I and that remember. doesn't count like you know outside people, contractors, uh, project-based freelancers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I see, because I remember you, your your guy reaching out to me via email, and he was mm-hmm. he was ex- he was extremely professional. Sent the email. I thought it was like a great communication, and totally totally seemed completely and totally legit. So I really appreciated his level of professionalism <laughs> and his ability to communicate. And I thought, oh, wow, look at this, you know, even though, like I said, at that point in time, I even though I had never heard of your company, I was definitely intrigued. And I actually spoke to Karen. She's the owner of Goldspot Pens about you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we're interviewing him, you know, this weekend. And she was like, oh, I've seen some of his pens. They're gorgeous. So... People know oh, beautiful. who, yeah. People know who you are, and I think it's it's really it's really commendable, commendable what you're doing. Tom, you were going to say something. I feel like I cut you off. Oh, it's uh, no. It's just I was just thinking because I I see that you know you're you're from Richmond, uh, Herbert's from Richmond, and then there's another mm-hmm. company, Goulet Pen Company, works out of Richmond. I'm like, what is yep. in the water over there that turns people? <laughs> <into> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we, we're all kind of, uh, we all know each other. You know, I talk to Brian every once in a while. He's a busy, busy guy, of course. But mm-hmm. um, I'll talk to Brian and, and Chet and I are, are very good friends out there. Um, so yeah, we're, we're kind of the pen crew out here. Were you just, that's crazy. were you at the DC Pen Show of 2019? I probably was, yeah, in 2019. I may, actually, I may have had to miss 2019. Mm. I travel a lot. I've been living this nomadic lifestyle for the last few years. Mm-hmm. So uh, when there's a pen show in the area that I'm in, I definitely go. Sometimes mm. I do have to miss them, though. I was there either 18 or 19, and one of them I have to miss. I just don't remember which year it was. Oh, I see. Because that was the last DC pen show before the pandemic hit and whatnot. Yeah. Speaking of which, just curious – how did the pandemic have any effect on your business, if any at all? Massive impact. Massive. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just like just like any small business, it was a very difficult time, um, but one that was beautiful as well. Very beautiful, and that's because I I took some time. I stepped back. Um, I even, you know, I, I, I started charity to, to help other small business owners in my area and, uh, and utilize that, uh, utilize Turning Point to be one of those kind of um, draws for people to donate a higher amount. You know, you donate X amount, I think it was like 2,500, you get uh, a Turning Point piece. And uh, we did a special commemorative pen and everything like that. So that was... Um, that's kind of how I dealt with the pandemic and really just found, you know, I've, I've never worked through a, uh, a global event like that before a pandemic. Mm. Um, I know some people who are in probably my parents or maybe my grandparents generation, they, they have seen that type of um, economic depression and everything like that before. I personally have never worked through it. So mm. it was actually a largely educational time and because I was able to pick my head up and say, okay, this, this hurts, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is hard, but there's a lot to learn from this. I'm very sure that there are things that I can find within this time that I can utilize and, and can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I found them. 
And that's largely why Turning Point right now is at a point where um, we are transitioning from doing very select, we call them like VIP kind of projects, corporate projects, um, you know, notable kind of bigger names, stuff like that. We, we only had the capacity to take on those types of things for the last year or two. Now we have the scalability in the business model that we can, um, that we can come back to the public market. And that was um, the, the event that I threw on Thursday. That was our celebration, um, re-engaging the public, saying, hey, can we do anything for you? We, we, we are able to now, mm-hmm. um, rather than just focusing on the, the select projects that we've had to for the last couple of years. Mm, that's interesting. I think, that's, uh, I think the public definitely would appreciate that when it comes to your company. So before we sign off, is there anything upcoming that people should be aware of keep their eyes on in the fountain pen community would you have any plans coming up that's going to create some buzz is there anything you want to tell our listeners now would be the time absolutely <laughs> absolutely um i think the well i'll take it in two two different waves um what's coming up and then you know what uh what would i want people to hear right Sure. Is kind of what I heard from you. So what's what's coming up? Um, of course, we are back in the public market. We are able to take um, any kind of custom order that that anybody would would want to get done. So if you are listening to this and you do have a special, significant moment in life that you really want an amazing and unique way to commemorate, whether it's for you or your family or as a gift to someone else, please get in touch. Um, I would love to to help out with that. And then um, our, our limited edition lines, we are starting uh, at that event on Thursday. I just launched um, the, the pre-release for our first limited edition fountain pen line. It's only going to be 22, um, but it's kind of going to be a commemoration of our coming back to the market, of uh, the fact that we're able to bring this, this message of meaning and significance and, and intentionality mm-hmm. um, back to to the public market. So that's the limited line coming. There will be more of those. And then, um, yeah, what, uh, what would I want people to hear is, is really, you know, when those significant moments come, keep, keep turning point in mind, um, you know, and, uh, at least have the conversation and see if this is a, a way that would be very special to, to do something for you. Cause that's what we want. You know, if, whether you work with us or not, we want you to live, a purposeful, meaningful, significant, and fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. I think it's also it's great. Message. Yeah, I think it's a great message because I think people should definitely take advantage of filling out that form and then sitting down and talking with the designer, which is you, because they might just be curious. And then after sitting down and talking with the designer, which is you, they might be so inspired and be like, you know what? I wasn't really planning on it, but let's go through with this. They could become someone who's just- time. Yeah, someone who is just interested. It's almost a free consultation with a live artist to make a pen that is unique and custom to you. No one else can do it. No one else will have the very same pen. This is going to sound very, like, what do you call it, selfish, but what is the warranty on your pen? Warranty? Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, any kind of manufacturing defect for life. We will, we will absolutely cover it. Um, mm-hmm. outside of kind of use and abuse, you know, the, the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we, we definitely back our pieces. 
Okay. So that's a lifetime. So like if something just like detaches and falls off, you'll cover it and, and yeah. whatnot. Okay. Sounds good. All righty. Well, listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as there's no like, you know, you didn't like, you know, drop it or like leave it out in the sun for days or, you know, something <laughs> that's, you know, obviously. Right. But yeah, again, if you're making that significant amount of investment, we, we want you to feel comfortable about it. Um, and, you know, we're, we're not really about the sale. We're about the relationship. We're about, um, the purpose of the piece, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you do this for, for your, you know, your nephew's graduation from college, let's say, or your, your father's, um, retirement, mm-hmm. maybe you're going to do it for, for another person, right? And, mm-hmm. and if we don't do that for you, right? We believe in, in giving before we receive, if we don't do that for you, you're not going to come back, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's kind of how we think about that too. Is uh, is we want to do everything that we can for you because we know that that it all comes back around. That's really awesome, Tom. Is there anything you want to yeah. add? No, I, I just want to tell uh, Michael I really appreciate him being on the podcast and that uh, you know it's, it's great hearing uh, your story. And one of the things I think is going to be the strongest points for kind of presenting this out to people out there in the in the, the fountain pen world is to tell the stories of those that you've made pens for uh, for example when we were talking about that the artist piece uh that uh, that we were mentioning about the sculpture uh for a kahinde um that like mm-hmm. that like the 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 actual pen itself and then like kind of comparing it against the the, the sculpture that was completed in memory in uh in honor of uh, that that is such that right. that explanation of like of like exactly what went into it how you were saying like you know there were, you had soil and the and the the african horsehair and it's just like all of that put together just really just shows the level that you go that makes it such a precious uh piece that is you know is an heirloom that just it has so much more significance than anything else mm-hmm. that could be out there you know even if it is a limited edition of like 10 pieces and has gold this and platinum that it's it's it means something because it has something of significance that tells a story so the more that you're able to um you know be able to tell that story of of like your customers that come to you and that have the consultation and then come through it with a with a gorgeous pen like definitely if they if they could be on board with you being able to explain that story and share it on either social or like on your website that's going to be a, it's going to be a huge thing because then people will look at that and be like, that's, that's where, that's where it starts to kind of, I think, click and start to spark inspirations and being like, Oh, I could do that with this thing. Or, Oh, that'd be really cool if I had this in, in the, you know, like it just starts to, to get the, the pistons going in the mind Mm -hmm. and starts to get things, uh, you know, the imagination gets sparked. That's really, I agree. Yeah. And it's, it's all about the story. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. All right. So before we sign off, Michael, can you just tell everybody how anyone can contact you, your IG, your Instagram, your your TikTok, Twitter, email, website, <laughs> anything, everything you got. Let's hear it. Shameless plug time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, most most uh, platforms, you can just look up Turning Point Penco is, uh, is where you're going to find us. Um, you can absolutely, you can get in touch any number of ways on the website. Um, you can type in the full name turningpointpenco.com or shorten it with tppenco.com. Um, make it a little easier on the fingers. But um, <laughs> but there's uh, there's actually at the very bottom in the footer, we've included um, 
just an invitation to anyone who comes onto the website to just join the community. Um, we're going to be sending out, you know, not only just updates and stuff that we're doing, but, you know, telling those stories, um, you know, giving this, this motivation, this, uh, this inspirational messages that, that we want to send out through our pens. We also want to do that for our community. Um, we'll mm -hmm. probably do an, a number of events in the next year, kind of like the one that we did. We just hosted two. One was for the public and the one before that was for our community, specifically our VIP group. Um, so yeah, get in, get in, join the community, like, you know, join, uh, join us, you know, it's, it's really mm -hmm. just an invitation to, to, to live that life of intentionality with us as, uh, as another resource and tool for you. Right. Okay, cool. So listen, once again, Michael Highland of Turning Point Pen Companies, we greatly appreciate you doing this and being on the show. This was definitely a special episode for us. I hope it was for you. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you're coming out with in the future. And I'm I'm definitely going to be up to date because I definitely joined your your mailing list. And it looks like we're going to have to call this off because Tom's dogs dogs are they look they look like my dogs are whining. Yeah, they're whining. <laughs> I think they need to use, they need to go outside and pee on some grass and stuff. But yeah, right. So again, Michael, thanks hey, for doing this. Great. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So hey, it's been a big honor. I really appreciate you guys bringing me on. Oh, yeah, we loved it. It was very yeah, interesting. Definitely. And to everybody listening, thanks again for listening. Love you guys. Be well, be safe. Stay engaged.